So yeah, yeah. if you want to propose some short form games yeah. for us to do, and I've that literally never done short only. form. Yes, we're gonna put so, you on the spot. Actually, the only short form I've ever done is teaching it to classes. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, those who can't do. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm also told that Nate can beatbox. I think he should beatbox oh, yes, the intro. Yes, he can. <laughs> I don't know whether to yeah, apologize for that. That's, that's our intro. I am And we're here today with the cast from Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. Uh, hello, cast. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? And say, I don't know, maybe... How long have you been working at Stevie uh, Ray's? Yeah, what uh, do you do there? What do I do? Uh, my name's uh, Max Mars. Um, I was cast uh, in January and then put into the main troupe in September uh, and been uh, living and loving ever since. Awesome. I'm Caroline Hitt. I've been in the troupe since, I guess, about a year now, since last January. I auditioned kind of out of nowhere, got put in the troupe and put on stage immediately, and I've been there ever since. And uh, remade the troupe again in September, and it's been a blast. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, Fred Chang. I, uh, I've been taking classes there since January, and I auditioned for the troupe in, was it September? When we did? Yeah, and, and made the troupe, uh, and yeah, I am on cloud nine. It's like the best thing ever. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Nate Weingarten, and I started also, along with these guys, I auditioned last January. Uh, along with Max, I was an understudy for a while, and then when we had auditions again in September, I was cast in the main stage troupe. And just been making stuff up, and it's been fantastic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And my name is Matthew. I started with Stevie's in 2010 as their technical director and stage manager. And then um, about a year ago, I started as their managing director. So now I work for them full time. Awesome. That's not all, though. Yeah. You do more than that. I do more than that. Oh, I'm also a performer. I'm one of the understudies. <laughs> a little known secret. Do not tell that part of it short. Yeah. Our uh, faces are on the wall at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. That's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Bitchin'. Bitchin'. <laughs> well, my mom's going to hear me swear. <laughs> yeah, probably. And as always, swearing along with me is... <laughs> Philip Simondet. I auditioned like three or four years ago and did not get in, uh, and have not been working there ever since. And your host, as always, <laughs> Matthew McLeod, who has never done short form. Uh, until so, today. Until today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, try it out and, and see if it's for me. And uh, This is my audition, right? Yes. yes. So yeah. today is my yeah. audition, and I'll find out if we I... we have that power. Yes. yes. So, uh, if you don't know Matt introduces himself into every group that's on here yeah that's why we do this yeah so. perfect so uh i'm sure stevie's outside waiting to give me a six-figure contract he has um, yeah he has, a huge, he has a huge check yeah. big old check one of those extra yeah, size yeah, publisher yeah. clearinghouse yeah. 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 it must have been a really exciting moment for each of you when you got your big publisher's check mine went to the wrong address oh yeah so. 
Um, Mine's Phil- still in my car. Philip, I was yeah. curious, how has your life changed since you didn't get onto the main stage at Stevie? Oh, just, uh, you know, just the continuing emptiness. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Well, no, that's great. Thanks. Um, so we'll see you in 22 minutes. Great. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so at Stevie Ray's, uh, you do uh, short-form theater. You're out at, at in Chanhassen at a relatively new theater. Uh, how, how long has that theater been there now? When did the move happen? The dinner theater or Stevie's? Yeah, uh, Stevie's. Stevie's moved out there in, I believe, April of 2010. Okay, all right. And then when they were at the Sheraton before that, mm-hmm. they've been around since 1989. Right. They're one of the oldest comedy theaters in town. Uh, and they've been going strong for quite some time. You do short form, but there are a lot of different kinds of short form. What does your uh, stage show look like? Uh, and uh, just real quick for any listeners who don't know what short form is, the biggest comparison is Whose Line Is It Anyway, the, the TV show. How apt is that compared to what you guys do? Well, they, the shows are all fun, funny, professional. That's mm-hmm. kind of the mantra behind Stevie Ray's. Uh, so we are not allowed to swear in any mm-hmm. show, and that makes it... like hard but once you know once you kind of get past that hump of learning how to not immediately go to the f-bomb and Mm -hmm. to like get a get a laugh it's it's challenging but it's a it's a bigger payoff for an audience so we there's a lineup for every show there it's a two-hour show we have intermission halfway through we sing songs we do sketches we do improv structures and stand-ups and stand-ups thank you you know, I've been doing the, the main stage troupe for a couple of months, but my understanding is that the format evolves like over time. Like they, yeah. they used to do a lot more songs, and then they kind of went away from it and did kind of just improv for a while, and, and we've started bringing back songs and stand-ups. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the goal is to make it more of like a variety show. In fact, they, 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 they push our hosts to like really emphasize that this is a comedy variety show. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll add to that, uh, and, and this is probably just as a part of short form is that uh, there's a lot of involvement from the from the audience yeah. and mm-hmm. that's something we we do heavily focus on is t- really trying to gauge members of the audience if if they're new to the show a lot of them haven't been to a lot of improv shows or maybe mm-hmm. this is even their first improv show when they go and see us so we want to get them involved either on stage we want to get them yelling out a lot of suggestions so we really try and warm them up and get them very involved in what's going on throughout the show it's very interactive yes which is a huge difference between long and fo- short form. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Long form, you maybe get one suggestion at the beginning, typically, and that's kind of it. Yeah. What sort of uh, experiences have you had with the audience? Like, have you had any, like, standout moments? I see smiles already happening. So, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and answer that question. Sure. Go. Last night, we were playing a game called Jeopardy. Uh-huh. And so, in our version of Jeopardy, the audience gives us the answers and then us as the contestants provide the question to the answers, right? Still played in the style of, of Jeopardy, sure. right? Someone mm-hmm. buzzes in. And we had an audience member last night uh, who nobody on stage gave a, gave a question as their answer, you know, when they buzzed in. And so he gave an answer. He got called up on stage, and then he became one of the contestants. And his name, oh, was, wow. his name was weirdly like Ulcer, or just a, like an Indian version of the answer. <laughs> it would, do, do you remember what his name was? Antoine? Antoine? Antoine, which just sounds like answer, yeah. so it kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the coolest things that, uh, uh, that I think has happened with audience members 
is after the show, we we tend to go out in the audience and talk to everybody. And yeah, right. And just kind of meet up. And it's really cool when, you know, you go to a table and, and they say, we had one a few weeks ago who who had recently lost a sister, who mm-hmm. had lost a father. Right. Uh, and this was like their two hours of escape. And they just thanked us over and over again of like, you know, you got us out of this, you know, rut for a little bit. You know, you let us not have to think about any of the sad junk that's going on. So that's super wicked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, oh, cool. I made a difference, you know, in somebody's day. And mm-hmm. so that's, I, I think that's, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That happened last night too. There was a, a man is sitting in the front. Did you guys see him? He was, With the cane. he just looked so happy. Every time he laughed, he like threw his head back. I don't think he had teeth. So it looked like he was crying and, <laughs> He, but he was so happy. You could just tell that he was just in awe of what we were doing, even though it's we're kind of set up for success. We're not we're not really trying that hard. We're just playing the games in which they are set up to play, and and somehow that creates a magical connection between us and the audience. And it's yeah. really cool to see that with them. Dental sockets and tear ducts are connected. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that that is that's very cool. You you have a vast variety of games and uh, and such that that you play. Uh, uh, and and you said that you tend to change things up quite a bit. Um, I know that Stevie Ray's has a pretty big reputation for musical type stuff, uh, sing singing and such. Is there such thing as a typical show? What would a typical show look like if there is such a thing as a typical show? Whoa. Matt's seen the most shows, so he Definitely. should answer this. Well, our artistic director, Pamela Main, and our assistant artistic director, uh, Joseph Harstead, they set up our line structure or our, our structure list for the night mm-hmm. to have its ebbs and flows as far as great big laughs and then sort of being able to sit back and watch the scene work. Mm-hmm. And so we do... Um, sort of the short-form version of Herald. So we don't do 25 minutes like a huge, for example. Right. Um, ours are more like five to eight minutes. Okay. Um, and so those are more, or typically sort of a slowing down point to let the audience rest and just see some great scene work. Mm-hmm. But then we can also do a structure like um, we do emotions where it's fast, 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 and things are mm-hmm. changing constantly. Um, and that just keeps the audience on the edge of their seats. And so mm-hmm. the wave of the show is built specifically to give the audience highs and moments of rest so that they can just sit back and watch that's awesome so the dynamics are built in mm-hmm. yeah and, and we tend to we tend to open and close with music okay um uh we open with a, with a really fun game called do up where we you know all get a line of dialogue from the audience and then we get to have fun and, and mix all of them up and just create funny you know, hopefully funny things and then we end with a structure usually called blues where uh, we either recap the show in a blues format um, mm-hmm. or we'll get a few su- suggestions from audiences what they're blue about, you know, mm-hmm. what they're not feeling great about, right? and go with that. So, and, but yeah. it's only been weeks. No, throughout, we sing throughout. The There's another game we play called Song Titles. Yeah. And we'll, we'll say there are a lot of songs out there, but we're going to create some new ones. Give, mm-hmm. us a, give us a title of, of a song, and someone will say Scruffy Cat Litter on my face and we'll go out there and William our brilliant musical director William Pierce mm-hmm. um, he is so good and he's so subtle in the way that he he adds so much to the show and he changes uh, whatever notes or pacing he needs to to fit to whatever we're singing and he'll just he'll pick a style he'll start playing and then we have to just make up the words on the spot so that is fascinating to learn how to do it's yeah. just like you just start singing and 
you're like, I hope it rhymes or makes sense or that yeah. I hit a note that's okay. And like, yeah, that that is a difficult one, but it's 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 fun because you it's different than speaking improv, right? Because you you're thinking about having it sound right with the music, so you're thinking less about what you're saying. So it kind of it kind of just comes out wherever your story goes, but it's interesting. Yeah, and I, I want to like second what Caroline said about William. Like he he should be here right now talking about what he does and. Sure. and um, we try to give him lots of props throughout the show, um, but I don't think we can give him enough props. It, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it just, yeah, he is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, he, uh, he takes somebody like me uh, who cannot carry a tune if it was like in a rolling suitcase <laughs> um, and makes me look okay. Uh, it, it, he's absolutely incredible, and we're extremely lucky to have somebody like him. He's killer. And then Matt controls the, the pacing of the show. He's up in the booth. And uh, so he'll black us out whenever he thinks we're funny, which is uh, not often. Could be up there a while. Yeah. We, we, we try not to make him mad. Yeah. So if something's just not going well, he'll leave us out there. Or he'll just, you know, in the middle of it, just be like, that's enough. That's, Get out. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the pacing is really dependent on, on Matt. And he also, we have uh, monitors, TV monitors up, and he'll... He'll real time put up images that people are saying from the audience or words that that are suggested. He's so fast. You have a how, how do you do that? The PowerPoint? Yeah, it's just a PowerPoint and a Google image search. And so mm-hmm. one of the great things about the internet is if somebody said it out loud, it probably exists out there. Yeah, and sure. so I just sort of take advantage of that fact and try and get whatever I can up there to help it out. So last night we had a sign spinner, so it was easy enough to pull in a GIF off the internet and just have that in the background during one of our games that we were playing. To help accent. We've had people after the show go, oh, there's no way you made all that up because the stuff on the screen was exactly what you guys were saying. And it's like, no, no, that's just because that guy up there is really freaking good. Yeah. He is. <laughs> like, there's no one in this town or beyond that that I'm aware of that does what Matt does. And, and that stuff looks like magic mm-hmm. to yeah. the audience, which is awesome. You, so you end up uh, actually going out into the audience frequently. Is that right? So you, you mix up the the location of where the improv is happening. You mix up the games. You you work in a lot of tech and songs and things like that. So it, it really is a full-on variety show uh, when people are coming to see yes. it. This isn't really a, a question, but the number of skills that that requires to be able to put out a show like that, I guess, yeah, there is a question. Um, how, how, do you, how, do, how do you go about building like the like all of those different things that and like, do you ever feel like uh, I, you know, or like Max, you said, I can't carry a tune. Nope. Um, do you ever feel like uh, I suck at this one part? Uh, how am I going to do this show? Because it requires so many different things. They really have us play to our strengths. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, we've picked on Max, but I think each of us individually has things we want to work on. And they right. have, you know, we have artistic directors, plural, really, who mm-hmm. help us and push us along and they'll let us know. I mean, we I think one thing one thing we haven't touched on uh, is that that leadership role and what it does for us. And they uh, that's Pamela Main mm-hmm. uh, and Joseph Harstad. Uh, so then he's the uh, assistant artistic director for us. And those two really push us along and they challenge us. Um, so we know when we come uh, come to a note session, which we do after every show, and that we're going to get kind of hammered thin on what needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's usually, you know, 
out of love. Mm-hmm. And so that's the good, you know, that's... It's constructive. Exactly. If we right. don't get notes, we know we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when somebody's really mad. <laughs> one thing that we haven't mentioned is, uh, well, because only one of our performers, our main stage performers that's not here is Brett Williams. Uh-huh. And Brett he's... Williams. Yeah, Brett Williams, I meant, I meant to ask who wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we were missing oh. a few people. And he's normally our, I mean, he's basically the main stage host. Uh, you know, with uh, Max is subbing for him tonight because he's he's not going to be there. But uh, long story short, he he does a great job of engaging the audience too. So I almost consider I don't know if you guys would almost consider him like in a way he kind of has a technical role. I mean, it's it's a performance kind of role, but it's he adds a lot of very subtle things that keeps the show running smoothly mm-hmm. and keeps the audience engaged and happy and makes them want to be there. So just want to throw that out there just so that it yeah. didn't get completely swept under the rug. He's he is pretty much responsible for getting the audience on our side right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So he does a you know opening monologue of sorts, and then goes and you know talks to people and calls out some anniversaries or birthdays people mm-hmm. are celebrating because the truth is that people will come for a special event. Right. So everyone at a table is is there for either a special night out or a birthday or a family gathering. So it's. It it's really fun to be able to call that out, and and the more tables you can hit throughout the show, the more you get them on your side, and if they trust him, then they trust us, and then they'll laugh at whatever we do. So it's 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 hard to keep an audience entertained in the way that we keep them for two hours if right. if Brett is not on. So he's he carries a huge load when it comes to our shows. So from a from an improv perspective, you do. I mean, if you had to estimate, how many different games or other events do you do throughout a show? Ten, twelve. Um, well, through a show, we do somewhere between maybe fourteen and eighteen. Okay. Um, for a two-hour show, but then in our list of games, I think we have about one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty wow. games that are potentially so- able to be played. And then we're always making new ones as well. And so we have right. a rehearsal or a class once a week. And every once in a while we'll get together and it's just a brainstorm and make up a new structure. And so that's how some are made. And so we do a number of different games that came out of classes. And sometimes we'll do it once and it's terrible. And sometimes we'll do it forever. And right. so yeah. we've had some that they've done for 20 years but that were made up in classes. Yeah, we, we just kind of walked into a top 10 list just maybe a month or two ago, right? Like mm-hmm. just at one of our practices, uh, we mm-hmm. said, let's try this. Let's, let's do like a David Letterman style top 10 list. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did really well at that practice. And then the next show, like three days later, we were doing it. Yeah. And it's been a pretty solid mainstay in the show since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun one. Sidebar real quick. Oh, yes. Sidebar. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Hey, I was thinking maybe we should add a top 10 list to the show. Just off the top of my head, I came up with this idea. Yeah, where'd you get that? <laughs> uh, it just came to me. Yeah, we're always thinking. Okay, okay cool. All right, sidebar over. What were you guys talking about oh, over there? Uh, yeah. We were talking about Chimichangas. Disappeared Chimichangas? Chimichangas. Oh, who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's talking about Chimichangas. So Chimichangas. I, I, always, I always talk about Chimichangas. Yeah. Oh, did we mention who else is on the cast that's not here? Was it just the one person, or is there more? William and Brett. William and Brett in the main troupe, and then... And then we have 12 members of our touring company. Wow. I believe it's 12. And Stevie Ray's, so we do the comedy cabaret on Fridays and Saturdays, Mm -hmm. um, but that's only one of the four parts of the company, and so we also do classes, Mm -hmm. and we do a lot of corporate work, and so we Mm -hmm. will do... uh, We'll bring our show out on the road, um, and then we'll can do... You know, small company parties or large company parties. Mm-hmm. Um, right after 
Caroline and Nate started. It was I Nate's think first show. They went out to South Dakota and performed oh, for 1,100 people. <laughs> thir- thir- no, 1,300 yeah, people. 1,300 people? Okay. Yeah, and about 100 of them were actually listening. But, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. But yeah. I, Butler, no, I'm not going to say the name of the company. Yeah. And so sometimes it's for companies of 20. So we had one company actually came into the cabaret for an additional show. And it was just the executives of their company and they were having an end of the year party. Mm-hmm. And so we're happy to do that. But then Stevie, uh, who I don't think we've actually mentioned No, yet, we have not talked uh, about the, the namesake. The namesake of the company, yeah. but he also does a lot of keynotes and He's workshops. He's a man. Uh, <laughs> he does exist. <laughs> The oh, man, I'll, the I'll myth, the legend. It. This is a like I'll 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 stop repeating how new I am to the troupe, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like something that we did uh, the day before Thanksgiving was we did a show at uh, I forget what it was called. People, people serving, serving, yeah, people, people serving people, uh, yeah. and that was unbelievably rewarding. That like we just nuts. did a show for the people who were there, um, and we're going back uh, next month, right? Yep, in a yeah. couple of weeks we'll be out there um, around Valentine's Day. And one thing that I really appreciate about Stevie, like like he organizes occasional things like that, uh, like he got got a, a troop outing to um, uh, feed my starving children and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, I love doing improv and have an opportunity to do improv mixed with like giving back to the community mm-hmm. is is something that I would never even have thought of. And and I, I feel really really glad that I have that opportunity. That's awesome. People serving yeah. people show was unreal. It was I, crazy. I, I couldn't breathe. We were <laughs> we were like dancing and singing and yelling so hard because they're just all these kids who were so happy to nice. to be there and they were just yelling like jello and potato <laughs> and like legos like just Nonstop the in whole every time. Disney movie ever. Yeah, I, I, I think Let It Go was quoted. It was really yeah. to our level of intelligence, it was, which was yeah. nice. But, yeah, we yeah, were we, right there we with them. It. They're like Song of the South. I mean, zippity doo dah. Well, it's just it was different than a Chan Haston typical audience. Very opposite, I would say, in a cool way. Yeah. Sorry, brought that one down. Yeah. What are you, me? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Do you want to sidebar your racism? Uh, no, we pretty oh. much. Uh, sidebars are just for uh, Latin food. Throughout a two-hour show where you're doing 14 to 18 games, do you do a lot of callbacks to what you've previously done? Is it hard to keep your brain in in kind of a performer mode, or are you really just focused on what you're doing right then? Good question. Yeah, for me, it's a little of both because, you know, you're kind of basically doing like a new thing every right. five minutes or so. Right. Um, but there are plenty of opportunities for callbacks. Like, you know, when you, a line structure is the kind of thing where you just do a one-liner joke, like right. 185 or, or the top 10 list or sure. something. Right. And there have been plenty of times where I've, I've made reference to something that's happened earlier in the show, especially if, it, if it's something that, that relates to something someone in the audience did, which is a lot of fun to bring back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have that built in when we do the blues, too. Is like we, we'll, we'll make that's a song. That's what made me think like, about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it helps when it's funny the first <laughs> time yeah i've learned the hard way don't bring back things that aren't because <laughs> <laughs> doing them again doesn't make it any better so well if unless, you're it's really really bad. unless it's really really bad then it's always fun to just only say that again and again yeah because you can repeat something funny like yeah. you can repeat something into being funny yeah it's possible. Yeah, the, uh, the harder you try, the you know, the less they like you. <laughs> One thing I've discovered though with with callbacks, though, especially when it relates to the audience, is be- because we're so interactive with the audience, th- there is that sense of us all creating the show working together. it together. Yeah, and um, callbacks kind of serve as like our our own little inside joke for that night, which which is a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. 
Well, it also shows, in a way, like a next level of, of humor. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's kind of a level of, I want to say, maybe achievement is really the, mm-hmm. uh, the right word. I mean, we're encouraged to go there. I think it's 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 reaching in a, in a good way. You know, you're you're going beyond not just what's immediately there, but you're kind of thinking, I'm going to use a fancy word, temporally. Yeah, uh, right. Right, between chronologically throughout the show, in a sense, per se, hypothetically, right, right, morally, subjectively, uh, moreover, therefore, consequently, (laughs) circle back, return on investment. Before I get completely under attack here, (laughs) (laughs) you're jumping on the bandwagon too now, aren't you? Uh, Uh, No, I I agree completely. So it's good, you know. You just have the whole show. You're thinking of the whole show picture, right? right, Is what you're doing. Oh, wait, oh, I'll yeah, jump no, in. Sorry. They uh, they explained it to us once as a two-tiered system. So there's tier one of the show, and, and the way you're thinking about it is is being within the structure in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then and that's more of like when you're starting. You're like, all right, let me just get through this one. You know, I like it not really thinking more full picture. And then once you kind of have that down, uh, then you can start to also think about tier two at the same time, which is uh, – like what decisions are best for the overall show experience from start to finish making it the best show possible so it's it grows in intensity and excitement so by the time people leave they're they're changed <laughs> yeah <laughs> we change lives i was talking to joe bill once uh uh but th- this actually did come up in a conversation with joe bill and i think that caroline i talked to you about this at one point he told me his his theory on like the difference between long form and short form, and I'll just tell you like his ideas of short form, is that there's a contract with the audience where the contract states that we are going to play a game, and then the bonus is that uh, we're going to make it funny. Like uh, if we can, we're going to make it funny, but we will play the game. That's the contract. Um, but it sounds like you guys are making the like you're taking an extra bonus step of you're trying to build like a a full-on experience it's not like the, these games are simply uh like one and done and now that's in the past it's like it's like you're actually like uh matthew you said uh that there's a very conscious effort going into creating dynamics with the games themselves like you guys have said well caroline you just you just talked about uh that you're actually trying to think about kind of on a metal level uh what's happening where the audience is where they need to be taken so th- there's a lot going into the the thought of this. It's it's not just I want to be funny, but I want to actually bring uh, a special experience into this. And and so then therefore each night is unique and different, uh, even if we're playing the same games. Is that fair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things that the the leadership stresses to us is the difference between funny and fun. Okay. Um, yeah, like they'll, they'll say things like you know. You can be funny. You can you can like drop an f bomb, or you can make scatological humor, or something, mm-hmm. and and they'll laugh. But but we're kind of aspiring to something that's sort of higher than that. Like mm-hmm. I think we'd like to think is, is that we just want the whole experience to be just an enjoyable experience, and that's where the professional part of it comes in too. Is like we, we kind of want to play to the top of our intelligence mm-hmm. and, and create just a I don't know what's what's the, like just a high energy kind of fun spirited uh, experience from beginning to end for a ma- like a mainstream mass audience i think that's a big difference too is is who comes to see long form versus short form Definitely. short form is way easier to put into a tv show or to go and you know sh- have a show for grandma and the sure. kids like 
long uh, long corporate. form is a bit more insider. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing I've, I've noticed. I haven't done a lot of long form, and I'm sitting with people who have. So don't hit me if I say something wrong. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but I've noticed from watching long form and watching short form that long form tends to be an audience almost full of improvisers or full of people who have been on stage and understand how it works. And short form tends to be people who are coming for a laugh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's one thing that's really impressive about long form is you just watch this and you're going from an a, you know, a improviser's point of view going, how the hell are you keeping a character that long? How are you building something that quickly? Where in short form, it's games, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you know, quick... Um, and kind of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am style. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but well, going off of what Caroline was saying with different audiences, um, I have now officially lost my train of thought because I started thinking of something else. I was just going to say something <laughs> so, about there's that. Just from some people I've talked to that do long form and maybe short form. Maybe nowadays gets in some ways maybe a bad rap from bad rap. It's always rap or rap. I'm going to stop myself here. Rap. Bad rap. rap. A bad rap. A bad rap. Right, mm-hmm. because. Um, the the feeling is that the inclination is that short form performers go for cheap jokes, uh, you know, or just go for the laugh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I'm not trying necessarily go on the defensive, but just to explain in full, you know, that's not all that it is. You are, you're working. You're almost just doing a really just something different. You're working uh, to a different style, to a different tune, and you're 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 still you're playing games. So you're using these kind of limitations, but the limitations are. To boost your creativity, and we've talked about that, and our Pamela and Joe, our artistic directors, have mentioned that too. Um, so we try not to think of it as all right. We just got to take you know the quick whatever's going to get you the quickest laugh or the one line joke. We are actually playing games in our header. We are trying to basically we're still formulating kind of what we're going to say and it, as it's coming out of our mouths. Yeah. As it's coming out of your mouth, right? I mean that happens a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, it took me a while to understand. Having come from long form, mm-hmm. I felt I don't know. It just took me a while to understand the integrity, or like I thought I was being cheap at first, but it's not. Like once I separated the two in my mind and realized that I was learning something completely different than mm-hmm. what I was doing, um, I was able to kind of like take what I had learned a huge and put it in my pocket and use it in in small doses. But really, it was just like starting over. And learning how to, yes, play the games, but also pull, try to pull in as much of the reality, like mm-hmm. realism that long form had, which is really hard to do sometimes when it's like you have a scene that goes for two minutes. So you have to be, you have to know who, what, and where are the three most important things to get out. And you got to do that fast so you can establish a relationship. And so it's, it's just, it's different. It's really different. In, in an interesting way that I don't think you can even compare the two. It's two different skills, and and both skills uh, I think when performed well are extremely impressive. There was a conversation I think Jill Bernard started was, on Facebook yesterday yeah. or something yeah. like that. That so the Minneapolis topical. community in general, we have so many short form improvisers. Yes, um, they might not still be currently performing it, but we have jesters and comedy sports and Stevie Ray's and there are a number of other ones in town. But a lot of our improvisers at some point started with short form or do it periodically now Absolutely. and move forward. And so there is a level of respect that, oh, if Jill's done it or if this person's done it, right. it must be okay. It must be great. And there's a camaraderie within the entire improv community right. here in town. I mean, I think that that thread actually showed quite a bit of respect on 
you know, both sides. And, and I think that there, there, there tends to be an attitude of othering. If I only do long form, well, you know, those short form guys, they just do cheap shit. Uh, but that usually comes from a, a place of insecurity with the, the person themselves. I mean, it's just the same thing. Like, you know, people at huge that have only ever been at huge might say some nasty stuff about Brave New Workshop, but you'll never hear that from the people who started huge or the, yeah. yes. uh, the people who are the, the board of directors will only say awesome stuff about Brave New Workshop and try to preach to everybody else that it's community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Stevie Ray's does a lot. They um, pride themselves on doing what they call classic improv, which is based on the Spolin method. Right. Um, and I know that Stevie and Pamela, they actually flew up Del Close and worked with him up here for a while. And really? Stevie's yeah. worked with mm. Paul Sills in the past. Yeah. And Spolin's they have a full respect. Oh, yeah. They have yeah. a full respect for long form. They just prefer to do classic improv with their company. That's right. just what they do. Well, and Spolin. How are you going to argue with Spolin? <laughs> yeah. Every time I've, I've gotten into this conversation with my newly found improv friends uh, here in the Twin Cities, is I always feel like it's a Hatfield McCoy type thing. Yeah, it's like we're going to fight about this. That's it's kind of the same thing, but mine's better because it, because dot dot dot. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean it's if there is ever an argument, it's a silly argument. Yeah. Uh, and it's all online and not to, yeah. to each other's faces. Right. Please do it to each other's It's all in a, in a I, chat room. I mean, the fact of the matter YouTube is, YouTube comments. Both of them are hard as shit, and they're both yes. impressive to watch. And yeah. you can never really fully understand it, which is why I love improv so much. Is because you can never grasp what it is, how it works, like right. what actually makes it beautiful. And and as soon as you think you have a like a trick or a tip that makes you do it right, yeah. quote unquote. You lose it, like you yeah. you lose it a week later, and then and then you've tried to find another tip. Like absolutely, it's it's something. It's just like life condensed into us, like on the stage. Yeah, and the principles for both. And I don't have much experience other than watching long form, but the principles for both are the same. You still have to trust the people you're on stage yeah. with. You still have to yes and. You still have to listen, and that happens with both long form or short form. Absolutely. Yeah, the rules are the same. Uh, Four values. That was actually going to be my last question for you guys. You've all been working together now for about a year, a little less in some cases, but uh, for the most part, about a year, but pretty closely. So I'm, I'm guessing that you've gotten to know each other pretty well as performers. Intimately. Yeah, uh, very. B- biblically. <laughs> biblically? Uh, oh, God. And, uh, and so... We stoned the last guy to death. <laughs> That's you mean stoned, stoned, not Colorado. stoned. <laughs> yeah, we, we went to Colorado for a week. Uh, <laughs> How how well can you like anticipate each other's moves on stage? Do you do you ever like when you're in a game like say uh, 185, uh, where it's really easy to think of it as you know singular joke after singular joke? Do you ever find yourself working those like subtle dynamics into that like you know kind of rifling through the different things you could say based on what the previous performer said? Or I know that Nate is going to go in this direction, so I'm going to start thinking in this direction. How, how? Very predictable like that. <laughs> what, one thing that's, I think, super cool about the troop that we have right now yeah. is we're all, I would say, pretty darn good friends. Uh, we all hang out outside of the theater. Um, you not know, on Facebook, though. We just... No, no. no we're no. not Facebook official. No. Uh, but, like, you know, we, we hang out, we bowl, because, you know, we have other friends. and Ball or bowl? Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Bowl. Uh, and we hang out a lot. So, on stage... <clears throat> Uh, the dynamic is really funny. So, like, we'll do, like, 185, and uh, we'll get some suggestion. And, and uh, Horses. 
horses. Uh, Caroline will go up and deliver, you know, a, a killer horses joke, and I'll go. That was the exact verbiage I was gonna use. Like, yeah, yeah, we, like, we are very like much on so the same connected. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what they're gonna say most of the time. Yeah, or and, yeah, if yeah. you say something, what they're gonna respond with in a scene, or and it's weird and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, the dynamics are pretty interesting because it's. Yeah, like the tiered system I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. with the line structure, you don't want to go out there first and throw a curve because then the, the audience won't understand what the point of the structure is. Right. So you have to set it up with a basic uh, basic sort of joke with that, that doesn't go too far. And then you, you build from there. So each within each little like suggestion even, you have to go like rule of three growth until it's like the, the high of the joke and then you then the next we'll get the next suggestion part of that i think is going from the normal and then working the quirkiness in sure. as you go along right because our audience if they haven't seen an improv show they're not maybe not they're maybe not going to fathom all the, if we throw the weirdest quirkiest things at them right away it's just going to be overwhelming for them right so we do start off with you know when we get a suggestion for 185 lawyers walk into a bar the bartender says we don't serve lawyers here and the lawyers say Blank, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll Wait, go take like, the give bar. Us your answer. Give us your answer. Come on, Nate. We'll go. We'll just go pick up a case instead. Oh. Yeah. yeah. This fucking gay. <laughs> but the, the idea. <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> he, he's talking on his collar. So, right now. <laughs> feeling pretty good right now. So, uh, but you know, that's there is a there's a logical progression to it, and you do start with basic suggestions, and then you then you start to play around with it a little more, and you get the audience comfortable with you it. Basically take them on a journey with you right you never want to jump too fast right which is hard as improvisers we tend to jump from like a to, a to f yeah. yeah and uh audience doesn't think like that right so they think we're creating magic so we need to like remember to slow it down for them so that they can come with us well speaking of always having to slow it down for somebody <laughs> now's the time to yeah. show where i throw the microphone over to philip Simidet for a brand new segment that we call Phillips Corner! Corner! It's Phillips Corner! <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, so it's a new year. We're going to try a new segment. Uh, it's going to be called Phillips Corner. And how's it, how it's going to go is like this. Uh, I'm going to look into your eyes. Beautiful. I'm start with Max. Yeah. I'm going to read through your eyes into the back of your skull and ask you a question. All right. And it's going to be bad because I'm dumb. Your job is to answer so brilliantly that it so makes brilliantly. it makes it seem like I asked a good question. So, mm, what? Max, do you ever own any turtles? What? Have you ever owned <laughs> turtles? I uh, yes, I um. Answer I, honestly, though. I, I have. Actually, have I, I, I owned, owned uh, two painted turtles. Um, uh, and we, they called them the tortoise and the hare because as a child, I was very creative. That is creative. Yeah. Yeah. But a kind of a curse on the tortoise named hare. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) funny part is, uh, hare died, uh, because I had him out and I was watching TV and then I like set him down and walked away and ADD it and just forgot that just I, forgot yeah. about your turtle yeah and my mom was vacuuming like a week Wait, later what? Yeah, oh. and found my turtle under oh. like no, okay. this coffee table dead like okay it just is, crawled away and died it didn't get vacuumed to death no no <laughs> no that's a that's a really good question that's insightful great thank you yeah caroline do you own a vacuum absolutely not 
I don't believe in vacuums. No. Uh, I don't myself. I don't think I... No, I don't think I've ever owned my own vacuum. I think I've always relied on other people's vacuums for vacuuming my my yeah. floors. Or, you know, maybe I just, you know, am super clean or just really dirty. You've given a lot of ans- options, but not the answer. I know. What, <laughs> which Dude, is it? Are you filthy or do you just borrow a vacuum? I don't have a vacuum. I don't own a vacuum. Uh I, I think I, you know, borrowed a dustbuster once. Sure. That was exciting. Like I, I hardwood floors I prefer. Oh yeah, yeah. So like Sweeping. a Swiffer sweeper. Yeah. It's kind of my go to. But vacuuming is kind of fun. It's kind of like an immediate reward that you get. You know, so it's like you you know you like you you finished a section, you cross it off your list and you just yeah. keep going. Yes. And you can you can pretend you're Cinderella. Yeah. You know? Like you, that's kinda like fun. You you're sing? like well, I used to do that when I swept the floor as a kid. I'm like, oh, I just want to go to the ball. Mm. <laughs> and I'd be all sad and stuff and like have this whole martyr thing going on. Yeah. I think it's from my mom. I'm into it. Thank you for the question. Fred. <laughs> yes, sir. What is the most valuable thing you've borrowed from someone? Ooh. Better question. <laughs> hey, it's... it's he All has right. a better <clears throat> soul. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. It's true. It really is true. I mean, I could give you a boring answer, like somebody's car, like monetarily, but... Um, but was it like a very valuable car? Uh, like, what is the thing that you borrowed that if you broke <laughs> or lost would have been the Ooh. worst? See, this, is, this reveals my sort of like touchy-feely side because... I'm going to answer my wife's heart. Uh, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I know, I know. Boo. Boo. All right. Aww. All right, so I'll, 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 I'll put that down. Wait, you're borrowing it? Well, you know, I mean, are we all borrowing each other's hearts, really? I guess. Um, okay. Divorce is very Let's common. See. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, really valuable things my friends own, and, and I, I, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I've got a friend, Wendell, who's probably one of my, my dearest friends in the world. And he, he, like me, is a big Star Wars nerd. And, and he is intense about Star Wars in ways that is different from me, which is a good thing, I think. But he, like, he mods his own models. Like, so he has, oh, God, like this ship from Space 1999 and stuff. And, and he'll like, add lights to it and like, create his own little parts to make it you know, better to scale or add details to it. And I think if, even his letting me see them... Is is like this huge sort of passing of trust to me, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I and I feel like like that more than anything is sort of the I'm the custodian of of his shared geekiness, and, yeah, and you can't really, really put a value on that, like a like monetary value. No, yeah, that's yeah. it's uh, more than money. Exactly, <laughs> priceless. That's the word. Yes, they have a word for that, you guys. <laughs> Mastercard. Nerd alert. Okay. Just gonna say that. Okay. Love you though, Fred. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nate, what what are you nerdy about? And mm. or nerd the candy, love it or hate it? Ooh. You can answer Double whammy. both or none. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I will politely pass. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I actually, I can't believe I just gave Fred crap for Star Wars because I've already seen it twice in theaters. And <laughs> Fred just put a five. Oh, five? <laughs> what? 
Fred's wealthier than we are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a job. <laughs> oh. 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 Wait, isn't this our job? He traded his wife's heart for three tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of borrowing, if you could give me some of that money that you make, that oh, would be fantastic. You still owe me $7 for the oh, shoot. I should never mind that. <laughs> Why did I make some stupid joke that didn't make any sense? Anyways, maybe while we're on the topic of Star Wars, I grew up playing with Star Wars toys, watching Star Wars movies. I had a good friend also whose name was Ted, and we would play with starships and run through uh, run through my parents' house. I'm kind of going off on a tangential story. Sure. It's all right. So, uh, you know, one time uh, we were playing and we were running by my sister and I was doing the, you know, the TIE fighter noise and I'm always the, the bad guy's. And he's the, you know, stupid rebel alliance, you know, the scruffy, the whatever, the guys who got the, no chance. The nerf herders. The nerf herders. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's the re- that's how the rest of that goes. Anyways, long story short, we went by my, we were running by my sister and she got ticked off and hit me. And I actually, my dad keeps Civil War antiques in his basement. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. <laughs> that's another story as well. But the, uh, so he had a musket down there and I went uh, down to the basement and I grabbed the musket with a bayonet on it. And I started, I ran upstairs and yelled surprise and started charging at my sister with it. <laughs> gun control for the 18th century. Turns out that yeah, there's some law where if you don't have, you don't have to have a license or anything like that to keep guns. Uh, there, there's no licensure or there's no legal limitations if the guns are made before like 1878. Yeah, their grandfather. I can't wait to see how this uh, this ends in in nerds the candy. (laughs) (laughs) And so so with all that running around chasing my sister trying to uh, brutally murder her, I got hungry and um, so I decided that I would open up the cabinet and get a get a little bit of uh, open up a pack of nerds and uh, (laughs) to to keep my energy going uh, because Nerds. I'm diabetic so I was starting to get dizzy that whole thing I just said was completely false yeah he also so. does a great emperor impression Ooh, from yeah, Star do it, do it, Wars do it, do it. it's hard to be in scenes with him because I am as like, good as his beatboxing so <laughs> do, do your thing Alexa if you do not turn to the dark side of the force <laughs> I will chase you around with a musket and destroy you Ooh. <laughs> very nice <clears throat> very nice yeah I need, yeah, I need to keep sharpening that he also that does a really good Chinese accent oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nate come on, do it for us do it, come do on it. yeah no. come on no Maddle Fred close your ears <laughs> we call Nate our, our mouth I'll say that he, he does mouth. the voices I don't oh, know true. oh yeah we actually have because he hears a lot what, of what them role is we, what roles we really are we don't really yeah, we all maybe, wear a lot maybe of Philip what Phillips Corner, we'll find out. Phillips Corner, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I took up my allotted, more than my oh, allotted time. Matt. Look into my soul. <laughs> na, na, na. Oh, everything's velvety. Na, na, na. <laughs> Classy, Matt. Classy soul. <laughs> what was your, what was the, what was your, what is your couch like? Which one? My couch. That's the set for My audition. couch is like, it's a, uh, it's a perfect question because I actually just moved. And uh, when I moved in, um, I now have, I'm living with someone else, and we combined all of our furniture, and so instead of just having my guy's couch that was very, very much designed for bad posture and playing video games, now I have seating for nine in my living room, um, and a gigantic TV, and many PlayStation and video game systems there for me to use. It's great. Do you have... 
that many friends. Well, well six of us in the truck. Whenever it's no. a Steve <laughs> Ray's party, I have that many. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, final, final question is going to be for everyone, for all, all of you. Um, Matt had this great idea recently that we should have a top ten list on the show. <laughs> oh. Just a brilliant idea. Wow. Holy. It's a brilliant idea. Like David Letterman-esque. Uh, so if we could just, uh, there's five of you, so two each, really, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is your game, so I mean, you tell us. Yeah, you let us know how this works. Would Matt, you? Matt just came up with Artistic this. Artistic so director. We'll see how we it yeah. works. Uh, but uh, could you give me uh, the top ten things that you would find Captain under Matt's couch? <laughs> Number ten, a pool of tears from former improv members. <laughs> Number nine. Cards Against Humanity. Number eight, four empty bottles of SoCo. Number seven, Nate Weingarten sleeping. <laughs> True. Number six, lime-flavored tortilla chips. Yes. <laughs> uh, the number five thing you'll see, find under Matt's couch is an empty case for Super Mario Kart. Number five. Four is the next number. Oh, number you know four. What? It's five. Oh, it's, oh. Number four. Last night I just said seven when it was three. Oh, yeah, that's right. We lose count all anyway. the time. Uh, number four. Absolutely no cat hair, because Matt is very allergic to cats. As is Nate. <laughs> Thankfully. Number two, not the Bible. <laughs> that was number three, but good. This is, see, this is why, but I say I believe it. I fully believe it was number two, so. It counts. Number, number two. two. <laughs> Matt McLeod Speedo. And the number one thing you might find underneath my couch is... Caroline's vacuum. Oh. Oh. oh! And that has been Phillips Corner. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. Beautiful to be a part of it. Philip, I think you started the new year off right. Yay! You guys ready to do some improv? Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Frogs! All right, so how this game works, 185 is what we'll start with. So it goes 185 blanks walk into a bar, and the bartender says, we don't serve blanks here. And then the blanks say the punchline. So, as you were saying earlier, the lawyer joke, 185 lawyers walk into a bar, bartender says, we don't serve lawyers, lawyer says, oh, we'll just go get a case. Mm-hmm. So, a nice fun joke. Well, I can't use that okay. one again? So, no. uh, <laughs> so, to start us off, let's get a profession from the crowd. Lawyers. This is going to be <laughs> this is gonna be the hardest part of this. It's coming up with all the suggestions. suggestions. Farmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see why we're good. <laughs> you can see why we uh, sell out. Uh, 185 farmers walk into a bar. The uh, bartender says, we don't serve farmers here. And, and the farmers say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, 185 farmers walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve farmers here. Farmers say, ah, oh, crap. 185 uh, farmers walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, y'all, we don't serve farmers. And the farmers say, shucks. 185 farmers walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve farmers here. Farmers say, oh, I thought this was the barn. <laughs> 185 farmers walk into a bar Bartender says we don't serve farmers here So the farmers say Okay now we get the overall situation 185 uh. Uh, farmers walk into a bar Bartender says Sorry y'all we don't serve farmers here And the farmers say hey <laughs> 185 farmers walk into a bar Bartenders say we don't serve farmers here Farmers say ah oh, man I would have sold my soil for a drink <laughs> <laughs> All right, another profession. Yeah. <laughs> banker. This guy's good. 185 bankers walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve bankers here. 
Bankers say, that's okay, we've lost interest anyway. <laughs> 185 uh, bankers walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, y'all, we don't uh, serve bankers at this bar. And uh, one of the bankers say, ah, there's just a really cute lady over there. Here's my number. Would you tell her? <laughs> 185 bankers walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve bankers. And they say, all right, I guess we'll just make our deposits somewhere else. Uh, 185 bankers walk into a bar. Bartenders say, we don't serve bankers here. Bartenders say, bankers say, all right, fine. If we go thirsty, it's your fault. <laughs> 185 bankers walk into a bar. The bartender says, we don't serve bankers here. So the bankers say, are you guys really invested in your job? 185 uh, bankers walk into a bar. <clears throat> bartender says, sorry, y'all, we don't serve bankers here. Uh, and the bankers say, well, that's negative. 185 bankers walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve bankers here. And the bankers say, I guess them and I are going to go somewhere else. M&I Bank. Joke explainer. You'll laugh at that later. Around in a while. Philip, you have one? Oh, no, I don't. I was just <laughs> laughing at... Uh, all, even even Max's bankers are going to like a country bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town credit union. <laughs> I think we actually did a show for one of those not too long ago. <laughs> in St. Peter? Yes. Uh, Oh, wait, I'll do one. I'll do one more. Uh, 185 bankers walk into a bar. Bartenders say we don't serve bankers here. Bankers say, oh, well, that waitress is cute. Can you attract her for me? Uh, yeah. 185. What did I say? Bankers. Yes, I meant farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really well, 185 bankers walk into a bar. Banker, or bartender says we don't serve bankers here. And they say, well, why can't you be Mo Harris from The Simpsons? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> there you go, Max. That was for you. I'm going to get really nerdy on you, but are you talking the bartender of Moe's? His last name is Sizlak. But that's not the bank name. So okay. <laughs> M&I is now BMO friend. Harris, so there you go. How we had on time. Right, another oh. profession. Here we go. And that's 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's the show. Thanks for coming. So let's do a style scene. You guys want to play? Yeah. Yes. Uh, with style scene, basically, we'll get a suggestion, a basic suggestion from the audience. We'll start a scene. We won't really uh, inform anyone of really what we're trying to do with the scene, but we'll just start it. And then uh, when the host feels like stopping the scene, he or she will do that and then ask for a suggestion on a type of style, whether it's literary, uh, movie style, whatever it happens to be, and then continue the scene in that style. And then we just switch styles until we feel like Did you get all that you write that yeah. down yeah. that was a little Got lengthy it. but uh, that's the gist that's not how we actually introduce it in the uh, show TLDR yep <laughs> too long didn't read oh TMI okay RTFM TMO Bank you got this <laughs> TTFM okay so yep that was for all of our listeners who are no longer listening <laughs> and uh, so we need uh, let's get a location maybe a vacation spot Bermuda Bermuda <clears throat> So the scene is going to be inspired by Bermuda. Oh, honey, it's so nice out here. I, I absolutely love being here with you. I, it's been forever since we've actually taken time for ourselves. I know. We're so busy all the time. And, you know, to find tickets to the, this, this triangle was unheard of. It, it was the hardest thing to find. I know. But this beach... Oh. Can you get any better sights? No. This? you. Can, I mean, there's not much. I, it's just... This is a beach. And I, no one's around. I mean... Are we the only people? I, yeah, I, we know, are. I, I saw I saw a pilot. You did? I did. I did. She was uh, looking really confused. Uh, 
she you looked at her and she looked back what is that supposed to mean i'm just i, I was just saying i caught a glance and i was like people all we- right stop 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 seems like we're getting into the thick of things a little bit here so let's let's change it up now now's a good time so from the audience do we have a suggestion on a movie style horror horror continue the scene in the style of horror <laughs> I, I, I think she, she she was carrying a knife. Kill, 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 kill. What? Oh my god. Ah! Oh god! You stepped on a clamshell! Oh, it hurts so well, honey! I'm so sorry! We're gonna have to amputate! No! With not the amputate! This rusty rock! Oh my gosh, why, are you, why do you have fangs and looking at me with your cape of horror? Stop! Stop! <laughs> That was terrifyingly beautiful. Uh, now let's continue the scene in a different style. So let's do a literary style, a style book. Oh, a coming-of-age novel. Coming-of-age novel. So you're a vampire. <laughs> and you didn't tell me. I'm glad you said it out loud. I did say now it Now everybody out. knows. Everyone uh, who isn't well, on this island. Well, there was that whatever. Honey, I'm sorry. I'm proud of you. It, for becoming who you really are. Well, I, I'm really happy that you and I could finally look into each other's eyes and... Denise, are you with that vampire again? <laughs> oh, sorry, it's my dad on the phone. Uh, <laughs> y- dad, yeah, uh, how did you reach me here? I saw that you had run away again. Oh, God. Have we... Is that Rod? Yes, it's... Yes. Your father? Yes, it, yes, it is. Dad, I, I'm just loving who I love. Now leave me alone. I'm disappointed in you. I wanted you to go to that private school. I didn't, and I went to, I went to Hennepin Tech, and now I love a vampire, and you can't stop me. No! All right, stop, stop. Before we get too hot and heavy here, let's uh, change the style one more time. So how about a style of music? Rap. Yeah. Rap. Okay. Here we go. Hey, hey. Yo, my chick. Uh, yeah. Lay down that sick uh, beat. What? What? Uh, I'm sitting here chilling with my girl Carol. Oh, yeah. I love her so much, man. It's like having feelings for her. Oh. Uh, uh. He's got sharp teeth, and I like him. Sharp teeth. Uh, grind them on the stones. Yo, uh. honey, I just want to say that you are the best thing in my life today. And I don't care what my dad has to say. Speak the truth. Speak I the will, truth. cause I want to stay in this triangle forever. Yeah, you and me die together. Every day, every day, just you and me and the pilot that I'm jealous of. What? Girl, ain't no need to be jealous, man. I'm loving you forever. That's all you got to know, man. Uh, uh. Twerk, twerk. Twerk and make it twerk. Twerk. That twerk makes it work. Uh. And blackout. <laughs> it's, uh... It works better when... Yeah, when you're just hearing it. When you do it right. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, we are white. <laughs> no, like, oh, we forgot to race check everyone race. when we oh. we normally do name, race, uh, gender. Okay, Caroline, uh, 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 look look to your left. Yeah, I am a person of color. You're not what? You're white. <laughs> well, socioeconomically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's another game we could do? 
that's uh, would work. Audio, <laughs> audio, audio only. Oh, you know what's really good? Silent scene. Yeah. <laughs> you do a limerick. Oh, limerick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Limerick. God, I, I hate you. <laughs> All right. It's like Hickory Dickory Dock. You guys are in. Okay. What's the New Year's? New Year's. New Year's. I just made a resolution that I'm going to solve the solution. Nothing will get past me. I'm going to get so happy. And I love resolutions. New Year's is super fun. I hope that it's never going to be done. I'm so happy that I it's sappy. And now this song is done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, normally we get booed and aggressively like thrown off the we stage should. when we mess up. <laughs> On that one, we should have booed ourselves. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That's all right. Boo! 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 All right, let's go faster. Let's all do right, it. Right. Okay. Let's, let's sharpen it. Let's sharpen, sharpen it. Up. Up. Sharpen it. Okay. I'm going to drink the champagne. I'm going to go to Paris and Champagne. I'll get really I'm going home now. I actually did get I did, ride. I did fuck you on New Year's. It was well, you know what I'm like, whoa, whoa. No, mess him over. Whatever. I said uh like responsibility and he had to rhyme in the I didn't. I just uh, walked out. Yeah. It was good. It was a oh, moment. Is champagne too hard to rhyme? Campaign. What do you, you campaign? Whatever. No, responsibility was when she did that on no. Mars. <laughs> kind of a meme. You, you can, you can uh, Stevie tries to throw them. It's, it's your show. Hardest <laughs> words he can possibly throw at you. Orange. <laughs> I got shillelagh once, <laughs> and then I then I was like, oh my god, really? And it, it ended up rhyming. Nice. It worked. You got booed off stage for that, which I thought was dumb. I did because that was funny. What's a right, game? What's a game Scrooge. that would make us look like impressive? <laughs> Foxworthy. Let's do Foxworthy. Okay. <laughs> All right, so for this uh, for this next game, uh, we're really big fans of that one comedian, Jeff Foxworthy. He's got that famous joke, right? If in your home is mobile and your cars aren't, you might be a redneck. We think it's a little easy to pick on rednecks, right? So what we'd like to do is we'd like to pick on some other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, give me a type of person, like an occupation. A police officer. Police officer. If your mascot is a big dog in a trench coat, <laughs> you might be a police officer. If in your friends are the the Indian, the the uh, and the all the other guys from the uh, the village people, you might be a police officer. If you call a lot of people son, but they're not actually your son, you might be a police officer. If and you have a subscription to Ray Ban, you might be a police officer. All right, another uh, type of person or occupation. How about a celebrity? Like a specific celebrity? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Hugh Jackman. All right. So you might be Hugh Jackman. If your name is Hugh Jackman and you're not in porn, <laughs> you might be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> if and you started off as a ballet instructor and now play Wolverine, you might be Hugh Jackman. If every time you host an award show on TV, you win an Emmy, <laughs> you might be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> If and you're the only decent thing to come out of Australia ever, <laughs> uh, you might be Hugh Jackman. If and your nickname is also Huge Jacked Man, you might be Hugh Jackman. If and you make a lot more money than the Stevie Ray's Improv Company troop members, you might be Hugh Jackman. So we just had some new audience members show up. Oh, How about a profession? Yeah. You might be an accountant. If the only thing you know how to cook is books, you might be an accountant. 
if and you know that debits are to the left and credits are to the right, you might be an accountant. I don't know why this. I don't know. Why this. <laughs> I do. I do. I do declare you might be an accountant. If your entire profession feels upstaged because the Titanic sank on April fifteenth, you might be an accountant. <laughs> if and you own too many green bow ties. You might, that's not an accountant. Oh, that's H&R Block. That's good H- job, good job. Oh, yeah, no, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, good job. If and when you describe your job to other people, they tend to fall asleep. You might be an accountant. If you know that quicken is anything but quick, you might be an accountant. <laughs> if you're aware uh, Dracula sleeps when he's camping, you might be a accountant. Oh! oh! <laughs> Something else. Yeah. Copywriter. <laughs> If in your partner has all the most expensive million-dollar equipment on their computer and you use a napkin as your tool, you might be a copywriter. If in people think you work with John Hamm, you might be a copywriter. If the pinnacle of your profession is got milk, you might be a copywriter. If in you spend most of your hours writing useless, unused tweets, you might be a copywriter. If and you think Twitter uses too many characters, you might be a copywriter. If you're stuck on chapter three of your novel, you might be a copywriter. <laughs> if and you get turned on by a good email, <laughs> you might be a copywriter. True story. <laughs> a little personal twist on that one. Good. All right. You guys want to do Jeopardy? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right, folks, welcome to everybody's favorite game show, Jeopardy. In this version of Jeopardy, the audience... Thank you. The audience members provide four topics for us, as well as the answers, and our contestants provide the questions. First, let's meet tonight's contestants. I'm Matthew. I'm Philip. And I'm Matthew. I'm Max. Caroline. I'm Fred. And I'm Nate, your host for tonight. So, to get us started, we need four topics that you would normally find as categories on the show. Swords. Swords. <laughs> Swords. <laughs> Geography. Geography. Rhymes with cat. Potent potables. Potent potables, rhymes with cat, swords, and geography. Those are our categories tonight, folks. Max, you won the six-way rock, paper, scissors match backstage. <clears throat> So you have the floor. Please uh, choose a category. I'll take, uh, we have geography. 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 And the answer for geography is? What's the largest of the Great Lakes? <laughs> and I heard Great Lakes. Contestants, what <laughs> is your question? Caroline. What's better than average lakes? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> yes, Matt. What did I get drunk on last night? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Two. What did California have to take off their tourist brochure? <laughs> and that is correct, Matt. Matt, please pick a category for uh, us. Let's do potent potables. Potent potables. And the answer uh, is... Oh. What did I get drunk on last night? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's correct. <laughs> nice. And next time we will get an answer uh, prior to coming up with the questions. I like that you're ahead of the game, though, Matt. You have the floor. Please choose a category. I'll take swords for 600, please. I believe we have S words for <laughs> 600 points. The answer is? Claymore. Claymore. And the question is? Eh. 
Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Fred. Well played. Authentic. Buzzer there, Fred. Well played. Fred Claymore, and your question is? What does a two-year-old say when they run out of Play-Doh? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> Matt Kraft. What is the subtitle to Wallace and Gromit 2? Ah, that is nice. correct, Matt. You have the floor. Please choose a category. Uh, rhymes with cat? Rhymes with cat. And the answer is? Shat. Shat. Ah. Caroline. What do you get when you combine the words shamrock and Matt? I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> yes, Max. Uh, what does my cat do in a box? I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. Ah. Oh, Matt Kraft. Why was Star Trek so successful? Yep. Matt, you are on a roll tonight. That is correct. Please pick a category for us. Let's go with Potent Potables, <laughs> William Shatner. Potent Potables. And the answer is? Uh, the answer is Grey Goose. <coughs> yes, Max. Uh, what comes after uh, Duck Duck? Yes, that is correct, Max. You have the floor. I'll take uh, Geography. Geography. And the answer is? Mount Error Rat. Mount Error Rat. And the answer is? <coughs> uh, what do you do when you like... Your your friend error at. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Matt, uh, what is the only topographical structure that was named while drunk? I'm sorry. The correct answer we're looking for is uh, which mouse is the best DJ? Ah, I knew that. And uh, but Matt, you do have the floor. It looks like here. All right. Uh, so please pick a new category for us. Um, I would like geography for a thousand, please. All right, geography for a thousand points, and the answer is. Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes. Thank you. Ah. Caroline. What's a whole lot better than Great Lakes? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that is incorrect. Ah. Max. Uh, what's a whole lot more fun than just kissing lakes? <laughs> I'm sorry. It looks like we've just eliminated Max from this round. So, Fred. Uh, where does Kim Kardashian's proctologist like to vacation? <laughs> That is unfortunate, but correct. <laughs> uh, let's go with swords. Swords. And the answer is? Bayonet. Bayonet. <laughs> yes, Matt? What did you almost kill your sister with? <laughs> <laughs> Call that back. is true. Yes. And that's Stevie Ray's comedy right there, folks. That takes us down to Final Jeopardy, Matt. Thank you. So for Final Jeopardy, we need a brand new topic that we have not heard yet tonight and a brand new answer for that topic. We need a topic. Today's Final Jeopardy. Topic is uh, Smurfs last name. Ooh. Smurfs last names, and the answer under Smurfs last names is Caligula. Caligula. <laughs> and now we will play the Jeopardy theme song <laughs> for a very long time while we think of our questions. All right, thank you so much. And this is normally where we clap for William, our musical director. <laughs> Instead, we will clap for ourselves. Yay! Okay, Matt, for tonight, you could be the Jeopardy champion with the topic of Smurfs' last names and the answer of Caligula. What is your question? What is ancient Greek for Papa Smurf? Ooh, I'm sorry, Matt, that's incorrect. Yeah. Philip. You oh. could instead be the champion. Sure. I have a feeling I'll be saying that sentence a yeah. lot. Okay. You could be the Jeopardy champion today. What is your answer, or your question rather, for the topic of Smurfs' last names and the answer of Caligula? Uh, how do you get Siri to get a hold of Ligula? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, that's incorrect, no. Philip. Matt, this is your time to shine. You could be the Jeopardy champion today. Pressure. For the topic of Smurfs right. last names and the answer of Caligula, I, what is your question? I wrote, what is Asriel's maiden name? Asriel was the cat, Garganel's sidekick. Keep in mind... Fuck you guys. Keep in, <laughs> joke explainer. Keep in mind, folks, these do have to make sense. <laughs> Max, tonight, uh. you could be the Jeopardy champion with the topic of Smurfs last names and the answer of Caligula. Uh-huh. Well, I wrote something here. Uh, well, let me tell you what I wrote. Uh, I wrote down... I wrote it in very... Uh, I wrote in Braille, so this might take a second. Um, for Caligula and Smurf's last name, what is the nickname for Papa Smurf's favorite salad and dressing? I'm sorry, you timed out. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Max, that is not correct. Caroline, come on. Uh, okay. Uh, the topic of Smurf's last name, the answer of Caligula. What is the name of Kim and Kanye's next baby? <laughs> that sounds complicated <laughs> and incorrect. Fred, it's all down to you. We've gone through a lot of options tonight. Fred, 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 Topic of Smurf's last name, Z, and the answer of Caligula. What is your question? What is the proper medical term for that blue thing that hangs down the back of a Smurf's throat? Upon further review, Philip was Thank you, and good night, folks. <laughs> Great. Thank you. We did it. We did a show. You should do a beatbox outro. A beatbox outro. Or you could sing. <laughs> oh, do the blues. Should we recap our... Yeah, recap the whole show. All right, let's do it. Well, we had fun today. Hanging with our friends. Friends with our friends. And I wish that this podcast would never end. And never end. And way to go, Matt, for inventing that game called Top Ten. Well, today I got an opportunity to pet a cat. Cat, pet a cat. Thank God, man, he didn't do that thing called shat. Shat thing called shat. But I'm really excited to be here with next bat. Well, thank you, Philip and Matt, for having us here. Here, having us here. I wish, though, you had told us to drink one or twelve beers. Beers, one or twelve beers. Oh, but here we go tonight. I'm gonna be leaving feeling queer. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> Thanks for having us, Matt and. What's your name? I'll tell ya. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah. I told you the truth. No, I wouldn't ever want to fool you. Fool you. Want to fool you. But don't you ever give us a suggestion, Caligula. Hey! Well, thank you for listening. We're Stevie Ray's. Ray, Stevie Ray. And we can thank you enough. There's just so many ways. Ways, many ways. And I can't wait to perform for you all in a couple of days. Hey! A couple of days. Yeah! yeah. Next up, Brad.
And that's our show. Thank you to the cast and technical director of Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. Thank you to Max Mars, Caroline Hitt, Fred Chang, Nate Daniel, and Matthew Kraft. You can see them out at Stevie Ray's just about all the time. So go to Stevie Ray's website and uh, buy your tickets there. Go out and have a lot of fun with these folks. Take classes there. Hire them for your business. That's right. Uh, They are available for all of that stuff, and they've been doing it since 1989. It's a proven product, folks. Philip. What have you you got going on these days? Well, you can see me at Huge Theater Fridays, the rest of February here, uh, doing the La Ronde as part of Throwback Night. Fridays at 8 at Huge Theater, 31st and Lindale. Mm -hmm. In this month's local music scene presents Jack and the Cokes. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know them. I don't know them well either. They reached out to us. uh, That's cool. Well, their manager did. And that's Coke spelled C-O-A-X. Whoa. Yeah, you can check them out uh, so online. So smooth jazz. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, check them out online. Uh, they're yeah. kind of a rock, like a five-piece. Uh, but for this, to strip it down for the Brian Lake Bull, I, I believe it's going to be just the guitar, bass, and saxophone. Cool. I should have checked that before we recorded this. But That's yeah, it's going to okay. be a little stripped down, but the fourth Monday of February. Uh, one of my group's mixed messages is currently performing for this month and the month of April at Huge Wednesdays. And uh, you should go check them out because they're pretty fucking good. So, Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can email us, nextatbatpodcast at gmail.com. They can like us and send us messages on facebook.com slash nextatbat. And check out us and amazing podcasts on noisepicnic.com. Yeah, Noise Picnic is awesome. So tune in next week when we're going to have a new group, uh, a musical group, the Pickup Artists are going to be on. Ooh. Yeah. So until then, as always, tip your waitresses. It's a comedy cabaret. There's yeah, wa- there's yeah. waiters and waitresses. Yeah, yeah. I explained my joke. <laughs> <laughs>